Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. So a blind Marine walks into a bar and he says, hey, bartender, you want to hear a joke, a blonde joke? Yes. <laughs> the bar immediately falls silent. And um, the woman behind the bar, the blonde chick behind the bar, she says, uh, before you tell that joke, I think it's only fair that I give you uh, a chance here because I see that you're blind. He says, uh, I'm going to tell you these, these five things. She says, uh, number one, I'm blonde and I've got a baseball bat. Number two, the bouncer is a blonde girl. Number three, I'm a six foot tall, 175 pound blonde woman with a black belt in karate. Number four, the woman sitting next to you is a blonde and a professional weightlifter. Number five, the lady to your other side is blonde and she's a professional wrestler. Now think about this very seriously. Do you want to tell that blonde joke? And the blind Marine thinks about it for a second, shakes his head and said, nah, <laughs> not if I got to explain it five times. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad that was an easy joke because the third blonde in, I'm like, I'm so not interested in this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy recording day. Hey, man. (laughs) Happy Halloween recording day. Happy Halloween recording day. Welcome to the Halloween edition of the Unchurched Podcast, where your host, Michael and Sean discussed issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. So we welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. Pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So I, uh, I was just at a Halloween party for our block. Spooky. Got the barricades. Yeah, blocked off the street. Had a a few idiots that were, you know, trying to blow through anyway. Instead of just driving an extra block over to go through, recognizing the barricades, they still wanted to come through, and we had kids everywhere and. Doing scavenger hunts and stuff like that, man. And just honestly, people are cons. It's it's <laughs> who just, can find the hand sanitizer first, dude. It's just stupid, man. People are dumb. It's like, do you see a fucking barricade there? Why would you try to blow through the street anyway? You know. So yeah. But we had a good Halloween party, block party. It was fun. Got a chance to hang out with the neighbors. Everybody's social distancing and everybody was wearing a mask it was fucking 40 degrees outside cold oh perfect we had three fire pits going oh my god my nipples are getting hard (laughs) it was fun it was fun Uh, but now the night is done and i'm ready to record so 
Yeah, boy. Yeah, it was a good day. My day was not as good. No. (laughs) (laughs) However, so I've seen this commercial before, and I'm not going to give anything away, so trust me here. Okay. But this vehicle commercial comes on, and I'm like, I want that. That is dope. Yeah. And I want it. Yeah. It just so happens to be a Tata motor vehicle. Yeah. So I text you and I'm like, yo, you get a discount, right? (laughs) 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 And then you're like, yeah, you'd get like $50 off of that vehicle. (laughs) which I totally get it's a dope ass sick futuristic I mean awesome vehicle right Mm -hmm. but then I'm like just out of curiosity hey did you work on that one Mm -hmm. and you're like yep yep dude it's so cool I gotta give you props it's fun bro like you. you are the man and I'm I'm not joking. I'm not being sarcastic. Like that was so cool. <laughs> it's like I was proud of you cool. in that moment. Like no shit, man. Here's this oh, vehicle you. on national telly, and you're like, oh yeah, I designed the hubble of fluidity bomb for the flagger shmigalamaga. <laughs> and I'm like, no shit, dude. Like you be doing big things. Doing a few things. I don't know, man. I thought it was cool. It is so cool. I love it. I want one myself. And also, think it's pretty it. shitty. You can't hook a brother up, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? I can't hook you up. I can't hook myself up either, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could talk freely about it, and we probably could, but I'm not going to do that. And you know, in respect of you and all that stuff, but like, yeah, dude, this freaking vehicle is, ugh, it's the bee's knees. For it all is my a lot white of fun. friends who knows what that means. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> the cat's meow. I'm a meow. fucking shit dope, homie. It's the cat's meow. It's the uh, cat's ass, for sure. Anyway, the takeaway was, dude, you're pretty much famous. That's all I'm saying. Mm. My name won't even be mentioned. But I had yeah, a hand in making sure that it hit the road for sure. Well, yeah. So there's a question in there, like, how do you feel when you see that commercial? I just a little bit. I mean, you should. Yeah. It's a like, yeah, I know the ins and outs of that shit. Yep. Seen it front to back. Had 25 fucking calls about that car and almost <laughs> lost my job, but I made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Spend countless hours on that vehicle and. Still working on all of the vehicles that come after it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty badass, and I love it, and I'm happy that it's coming out. The sticker is way too much for me and anybody else that I know, but it's badass, man. Goes 0 to 60 in 3 seconds. Ugh. Yeah. Which, why do you need that? But come on, you don't that's need dope. 
you yeah, know what I'm you saying? don't need that. You don't need that. But hey, James Bond needs it. Yeah, this is getaway car. <laughs> <laughs> SWAT teams kills, need it. <laughs> after, after he kills the head of the Russian mafia, <clears throat> it needs to get out of Berlin very quickly. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, man, sure. I just thought it was cool. I want to give you some props. I think it's really neat. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yep. If I, <clears throat> oh my God, something's in my throat. Yep. <clears throat> if I can ever afford one, I'm going to drive up to you and we're going to take a joyride. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you jump in the passenger side and let me drive it. Oh, for sure. That's, uh, <laughs> I still haven't driven it yet, so. That should yeah. be a thing. If you have any part in the building of a vehicle, you should be able to at least drive it. Yeah. Although we think. are talking about a vehicle that's not being released for several years Months. from now, but still. No, 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 no. It comes, it's, uh, you can pre-order right now and you can get them in 2021. Oh, really? Yeah, the commercial was the start of production for that vehicle. Oh, okay. See, yeah. I, I, uh, I Googled it and it was like 2024 and I'm like, Damn. No, 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 nope, nope. So you you got the first edition of it coming out, twenty twenty one, and they start product they started production uh, last week. So here's a question: Who do you think's buying that? Like Kanye West, Trump? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Kanye's gonna have one for sure. Elon Musk, uh, he might have one too. <laughs> Honestly, he might have one too. Uh, I'm sure they're going to buy it. He's probably already shot to, it to the moon by now. Well, the, the, he's probably going <laughs> to buy it just to tear it down and see how we did it so well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a badass mobile. Dude, it looks sweet. I'm sorry yeah. I keep talking about it, but I can't get it out of my head. I can't anyway. Get it out of my head, too. I've been talking about it for weeks. Probably so, months. No. Because I can't talk about it with the public, but I've been yeah. talking about it for weeks since it first got announced, for sure. Um, well, anyway, let's yeah. uh, let's shift into the I Halloween. Oh, you got well, another one? Yeah, I got Play another it on one. Me. What do you got? <laughs> Why do midgets giggle? Oh, my God. You and midgets. <laughs> <laughs> because they need to fart. No. Why do midgets giggle while they're running through... Uh, while they're running through the yard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because the grass tickles their balls. <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> Dude, you see me that TikTok of that midget dancing? Oh, yeah. Can we call them midgets? I never know. No, Short people, little people, whatever. Little I, people. I'm not disrespecting. I it's so you, offensive. It's so offensive to call them midgets. I don't know like what to, to call you. Little people. Little You're people just a is person. You're just a shorter version. I. Yeah. There's no disrespect here. I just don't and know I what to label you. I love them all. I swear to God, my my death wish is to have a a little person as a best friend. We can dress alike. We can go to bars and oh my places God. to eat. Could you imagine if you had a midget doppelganger? Oh. It's my mini me. Like legit. <laughs> legit me. 
You know Austin Powers. I don't think my wife has ever seen Austin Powers. It, I think that's on the bucket list too. Sure. But um needs to be. It's yeah, Mini Me was he's badass. And he's I think he's still alive. His name is Vern something. I can't remember. But he uh yeah, he's awesome. Well, he's pardon awesome. my lack of knowledge. And this could go south super fast, and I don't really want it to. I'm just being vulnerable, so let's if you go. can't get behind that. Let's go. Let's go. Do little people, <clears throat> midgets, whatever I'm supposed to call you, and again, I don't mean to be disrespectful because I got a lot of love for you. You're just another person. But is, like... Do they live the same amount of time as, you know, taller people? That is a very, very insightful question. Like, did I just shut down our podcast because I'm an asshole? Because that's not my aim. I'm just, you know, I don't know. I'm ignorant. It's a good question. I actually have the answer. Oh. Because I love little people that much. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of an obsession with me. So, you know, girls like to get their nails done. I like to talk about little people. Um, (laughs) um, It depends on the the disease that they have. Or not disease, but the, you know, whatever uh, thing they were born with. There's so well, many yeah, different. That's that's my actual question. Yeah, there's so many different strains of dwarfism that, uh, yeah, some of them don't live as long, and and many of them live very long, successful lives into their you know older ages. So yeah, it depends. Yeah, it totally depends. There's so many different forms of dwarfism that's out of this world, man. Some of them have you know different extremities and some of them are completely air quotes normal where everything is proportional just smaller Um, well so that's my point by you saying air quotes normal is that disrespectful not disrespectful well probably offensive to some but i don't know if you're a little person and you want to be my friend email me at info at unchurchedpodcast.show because I would love to be your friend. <laughs> Honestly, we could be pen pals. I don't care. We can FaceTime. I just love little people, so I, I, I don't really care. Because um, it's definitely out of love. Well, yeah, kind for of, sure. Kind I'm, of it, an ob- obsession, but yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'm covering my tracks a lot, but I just, I don't want people to think I'm hating on, you know. Yeah, I get it. I don't think so. I'm just genuinely curious and i guess i should maybe turn to google on my off time instead of airing it out in the world but fuck me i guess uh, hey listen i'm, the I'm one a person that the too joke. and i fuck up so hey listen i crack the joke so i just have your... balls enough to put it out in the airwaves for other people to hear so sure 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 again send your hate mail to michael at unchurchpodcast.show <laughs> he would love to hear it Oh my god, I'd love to hear reading. from you. Absolutely. If you're a little person that's offended, please contact me and I would absolutely love the conversation. Um, but yeah. 
Yep. So, uh, well, wait. So, in lieu of Halloween. Oh, I had another one for you. Well, hang on. Let me get to this first. <laughs> but I want to hear. I want to hear your other one. <laughs> All right. Something you said earlier in the podcast about Jenna's bucket list to watch. Yeah. Which alludes to the fact that she's never seen. In this case, we were talking about the movie. Austin Powers. Austin Powers. So tonight, I'm like, babe, let's watch a scary movie or something. You know, it's Halloween. She's like, it's not Halloween. I'm like, tomorrow's Halloween. It's Halloween. (laughs) So we land on Pet Cemetery, the new one from 2019, because I have never seen any of them. Which she busted my balls about, and rightfully so. She's like, what did you do as a child? And I'm like, read the Bible and prayed. What do you want from me? I'm holier than you. I'm just kidding. But yeah, living a sheltered life, you know, my mom never let me watch certain things. So we turn on the new Pet Cemetery from 2019. Oh. And I don't know. 20 minutes in. I haven't in, seen it. Yeah. I was just like... I was super disinterested. I was like, babe, give me the premise here. And then after she did, I was like, eh. And, you know, she's a little squeamish with spooky, scary. Wait a minute. You said uh, Pet Cemetery." Yeah. From 2019. Yeah. A remake. I I didn't know that there was a remake. Well, there is. It's on Hulu if you want to watch it. I do want to watch it. So anyway, I had never seen the first one, and I'm like, what's the premise of this? Because it's super slow, and it seems really stupid. Yeah. She told me. We kept watching for another 10 minutes, and then she's like, oh, I don't like watching scary movies. And I was like, well, good, because I'm done with this anyway. It's stupid. Yeah. There's my story. Nice story. Cool story, bro. I've never seen it, and honestly, I don't care to ever see it. Sounds stupid. So whatever. Yeah. What's your joke? Because that was a horrible story. <laughs> but it cool was Halloween. Story, bro. It's Halloween, bro. You know what I mean? It is Halloween. But this is not a Halloween joke. Uh, so little Johnny, he wakes up in the morning. And he's like, what's for breakfast? And mom says, you don't get breakfast until you do your chores. You woke up late. So he goes to... Uh, feed the chickens, and then the last chicken comes up to him, so he kicks the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to kick, he goes to feed the pigs, and um, he takes the last pig, and he kicks the pig. He's just frustrated. He goes to feed the cows, and uh, he feeds the cows. The last cow gets on his nerves, too, because he's frustrated, so he kicks the cow. And, uh, so he, he comes back in the house and uh, mom presents him with uh, some toast and some water. And little Johnny's like, mom, where's the breakfast? And she says, well, I saw you kick the chickens and so you get no eggs. I saw you kick the pig so you get no bacon. And I saw you kick the cow so you get no milk. So he sits down frustrated to eat his toast and water. 
And then dad comes down from his bedroom and trips over the cat and then kicks the cat. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> so little, little Johnny. <laughs> Everyone knows where this is going. <laughs> little Johnny looks at his mom and says, Should you tell him or should I? <laughs> That's a good one. <coughs> I gotta remember that one. <laughs> First okay. off, how old was little Johnny that he understood that? <laughs> little Johnny's a genius, man. <laughs> little Johnny is smart. You kicked the cat. You ain't getting no pussy. <laughs> He says, should I tell him or should you? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's a good joke right there, bro. That is a that's great a, joke. Yeah, that's a good joke right there. Mm. You either get that or you don't because it doesn't spell it out. Mm-hmm. It's that's, a clean joke. It's the best. All right. So what's your favorite <sighs> Halloween movie? My favorite. You know, back to a conversation that we had around a fire when we were all there. Mm -hmm. And someone said, what's your favorite Halloween movie mm -hmm. that you watch during Halloween? Mm -hmm. And I said, Hocus Pocus. Okay. Yeah, that's what everyone said. Yep. Because they're thinking scary movie. But they didn't say that. Right. Nobody said scary movie. They said Halloween movie. They said Halloween movie. And that is the girliest. Yeah. Yep. So, you have to understand, first of all, as I mentioned before, growing up, I was not... Uh, availed to such horror flicks and scary sure. movies as sure. the general population. <laughs> sure. Um, and honestly, I didn't even see Hocus Pocus until later on in my life. But mm -hmm. so yeah, the question really is: Do you mean scary movie or Halloween movie? No, I mean Halloween movie because. You know, it doesn't have to be scary. Because yeah. one of my fa one of my favorites is The Nightmare Before Christmas. I love that movie. Really? I've never gotten into it. I love it. I love that clay animation type of deal. Yeah. It's super, you know, kid friendly and everything. I I love it. Mm -hmm. I do. And for me, I've never really cared for scary movies either. Um but there are many of them that I absolutely enjoy. So, yeah. like, I love Candyman. That's a good movie to me. I don't know that I've seen that. Yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. It's very gruesome and bloody, and I think that's why I like it. 
<laughs> and then I really like Friday the 13th. I like all of them. I like all of the Freddy movies. I like them. Yeah. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, you better lock the door. Five, six, better pick up the sticks. It's just that weird, creepy. I like it. Suspense. Yeah, I grew up with it, though. You know, so that that's the 80s right there, man. Those are the 80s movies. Well, you grew up in Detroit, so I mean. Dude, yeah. Um, My uh, here's my honest answer. Do you remember Ernest Scared Straight? I think is what it's called. Yes, I do. I loved every single Ernest movie there was. So like that was my Halloween as a Christian super sheltered white Republican child. Yeah. Because I was all of that. And I grew up watching it because it's the only clean thing, you know? Yeah. But how clean was it? It was still scary for a little kid. Like, I mean, scary, but related to like fucking Freddy Krueger and Friday the 13th and it, I mean, it doesn't compare, you know? Yeah. Then you got like Chainsaw Massacre, which is pretty gory as well, which I enjoyed. Which, to Um, the point, since we are the Unchurched podcast, I actually, I really don't blame my mother or my family for sheltering me the way they did. Because, and this is something I kind of think about every once in a while, like, the media you consume and the things you see when you're younger, like kids today playing Call of Duty at age like seven, you know, and they see death and blood and like hear all the vulgarity and the harsh, like the harsh shit of life at such a young age. Sure. Like looking back, I actually kind of appreciate the fact that I had to kind of come up to speed to that and i it's i don't i don't want to say that i kept some like version of uh what do you call it innocence just because i've had a couple drinks and i can't find a better word but like the fact of like growing up not seeing certain vulgar harsh things versus growing up and you know a five-year-old seeing freddy krueger and it and playing call of duty yeah i kind of appreciate it to be honest because i feel like at my age now and when i was you know coming accustomed to the i guess air quarrel air quotes worldly harsh things of reality it's like i could separate and i could be like oh that's shitty and fucked up but i kind of understand why now versus as a kid it's just like oh yeah this is the normal thing so what i could walk into a grocery store shoot a cop in the head grab what i want leave steal a car go fuck a bitch smoke some crack you know it's like uh, that's 
Is that too much for young people? Evidently not, because parents are allowing their kids to do it all day long these days, right? Well, they are, but that doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't make it right. And and so you have to, I guess, make a determination with your kid what's allowable and what's not, right? So, And then the thing is, is that if kids one through three are allowed to do it and, and kids five through you know four through 12 are not able not able to do it those kids one through three are going to influence those four through 12 and they're going to say what's wrong with you why can't you play this game and they're going to sneak and play it anyway but are those kids five through 12 four through 12 whatever gonna be like eh, i'm not supposed to do that so I'm not going to do it. Are they well, better so, off? Are they worse off? Is it the same? You don't know. So, like, I, I, I've had the conversation. Is it an individual case? You know what I'm saying? I think so. So I've had the conversation with Micah, and I told him, like, listen, I don't care what friends you have and what their parents allow them to do. There are certain things that you can't do, and you need to make sure that you don't do these things in order to keep these doors closed. So... I told him, number one, don't ever play with a Ouija board. <laughs> so if you're Christianity friends, 102, <laughs> right? If you're if your friends start playing around with a Ouija board or anything spiritual, they want to play around with stuff. GTFO, bro. Contact the dead or do shit like that. Don't do it. Like call your mom, call me, get out of there right away. But why? Because there's just certain doors that you don't want to open up. At like, a certain age or just in yeah, general? At a, at, no, in general. You just don't want to open up those doors. I've never played with them. I don't want anything to do with it. Well, so I was going to say at your age right now, because you're such an old man, mm, would you fuck you. around with a Ouija board? Never. Never. You couldn't pay me to do it. You couldn't give me a million dollars to to open that door. It's just not going to happen. So do you think if you did at age 11, 12... You'd be open to it? At 11 or 12, I'd probably fuck up my life playing around with a Ouija board. Because there's enough people that are fucked up completely that have opened up doors that they don't even know how to close or didn't even know that were available to them. And they have messed them messed themselves up as a result. This is a good podcast now because it's going back to... There's so many movies in our pop culture air quotes <clears throat> that are centered around the Ouija board. They are. So if you would have watched a movie at, you know, five to 10 that was centered around a Ouija board and you saw it was fun and weird and kind of scary, but it intrigued you. And then your parents told you not to, but then you did anyway. Do you think you would be any different? Yeah. I think it's possible. I do too, and that's why I said earlier, I kind of actually appreciate that people make fun of me that I haven't seen certain scary movies. Yeah. Not because I think if I saw it, I'd be this demonic fucking Satan worshiper who's like Ouija boarding the fuck out of people. I'm just sure. saying it's, you know, the. Ah, I'm not going to say what I was just going to say. It's just interesting to me, and. I wonder how it shapes the child's mind, you know? 
like how does it shape your upbringing when you consume certain things and then therefore your reaction to it either says oh this is normal or that's scary as fuck and i don't want to touch that ever again shut that off (laughs) you know it's an interesting study to have and i'm pretty sure some people have done that study but i don't know i just don't want my kids uh my boys being involved in something like that and end up traumatizing themselves like uh, as fucked up as it is to say it uh if my kids are going to be traumatized for something, let it be my fault. <laughs> you know, not somebody else's fault that has no relationship with them and doesn't have the ability to, to help them process it. Let it be my fault. Hmm. That way I can, I can walk with my kids through the process of getting over it and becoming healthy as a result of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't. I don't want. I don't want somebody else fucking up my kids. Uh, I definitely don't want some somebody else's kid fucking up my kid, and you know, putting them in some spot where I got to deal with them having nightmares and night terrors and all this shit, not being able to sleep at night and wetting the bed and all that stuff. Because these are all things that actually do happen as a result of being introduced to the spirit world or uh, certain things that are terrifying to them. That's what happens. You know, all of a sudden you got a a 10 year old kid that's wet in the bed and they don't know how to stop and they can't stop. I don't want that shit, you know, to be a result of somebody else's influence. I want to know that it's me and it's something that I did specifically. That being said, I trust myself not to introduce my kid to something that's going to be detrimental to them. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I've you know I've had these tough conversations with Micah. Like, dude, these are things that you need to stay away from. Like, I'm not there every single day. I get that. I'm not there to watch you and protect you at 100% of the time. I can't do it. So, therefore, I need to equip you with some knowledge to say you know stay away from xyz because you're going to be fucked up as a result of it and it's going to be a long road to get you rehabilitated away from that shit so i know i wasn't able to watch a bunch of shit um growing up that was like that um i know it wasn't but that being said like as a kid, I still watched Eddie Murphy Delirious and Eddie Murphy Raw. <laughs> you know, there's a bunch of stuff that it, that I was able to watch growing up that my parents didn't necessarily sanction me watching it, but it was on the shelf. Like mm-hmm. I remember, you know, we had we had this bookcase in the basement in the house that I grew up in. One side was all movies, the other side was all books. And we had everything. We had like every Dr. Seuss book ever made. We had the whole Encyclopedia Britannica. We had a ton of different books. But we also had a bunch of VHS tapes. And majority of them, a lot of them were not necessarily all that culture for a little kid. 
and um, yeah. and we had freedom, we had liberty. Like we were able to stay up after the parents went to bed on the weekends. It wasn't like an everyday type of thing. And we would sit in the basement and we'd just run through tapes. So um, I remember watching these things. But it was just like, you know, swear words. Big whoop. My parents swore. You know, we grew up swearing. Obviously not in front of our parents. But, <laughs> sure, you know, we we swore. You know, I smoked before I was supposed to. I drank before I was supposed to. You know, little sips here and there. Um, just because stuff was right there and available. Um, sorry, Mom. So, you know, but we didn't watch stuff that was giving us nightmares. We weren't watching stuff that would give us night terrors and make us pee in the bed when we're not supposed to type of deal, you know. Mm -hmm. And we weren't traumatized as kids uh, to where we had those same adverse effects. So we grew up good um, and safe, and we felt safe growing up. You know, it... it Shit, man, I, I mean, I, I would walk to school and see gun shells in the grass, you know, but that was just because it was the hood and that's what people did, you know, it, gunshots would wake us up in the middle of the night because people were stupid. It just is what it is. But, I can uh, only understand that because I lived in Detroit and even though it was one of the whitest sections of Detroit. <clears throat> still happened. <laughs> yeah, but that white section of Detroit didn't exist when I was growing up in Detroit. I can't imagine, bro. <laughs> you know, because when I was growing up in Detroit, uh, you didn't see white people. You just didn't. Detroit was all black. Mm -hmm. It was all hood. And the, the places that I would go growing up, like I one of my first jobs was at the Detroit City Airport, which... It's still an operation for, for private planes and stuff like that. Yeah. But when Most I was people working fly there, through Wayne, boy. Yeah. But when I was there, we had Pro Air. It was an airline that no longer is in existence. Uh, when I was working there, dude, it's a rough neighborhood. It was a rough neighborhood then. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be caught there at night right now. But. I worked there as a kid, as a teenager, and I had to drive there every day yeah. to work in, and I, I worked in Flight Time Cafe, which doesn't exist anymore, but that was the name of it, Flight Time Cafe, in the middle of the night, working there. Um, it, it, it's just, you know, stuff is different now. So the white parts of Detroit that exist right now didn't exist when I was growing up. And um, the white parts of Detroit right now, when I was a kid, you wouldn't want to go there at all. <laughs> you wouldn't be caught dead there. So. Yeah, I remember hearing stories, man, just talking with people. This is what it is, man. But Love Detroit, though, man. Love it. 
Love it. Even though at it's... one point it was the richest city in the world. At one point. Because of the automotive industry that was there. Yeah. The richest city in the world. And then we went all the way down to, you know, half a million people. It seemed like overnight. It was a mass exodus out of the city. And uh <laughs> we have a mayor that's still in prison. <laughs> the former mayor of Detroit still in prison. You know, for for all the shit that he did. Free Kwame. So it just is what it is, man. But you know what though? Back to the movies. Mm-hmm. One that always freaked me out, and I could never really watch it all the way through, is uh, the the Michael Myers movies. Hmm. I think they're called Halloween. Yeah, yeah, that the dude could never be killed, man. And it's like, dude, well, he you know, was, man. but then he came back. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's the whole thing, right? Like you, you which can't I kill never the guy. got. I never understood. Yeah, because it was never really explained. At least, if it was explained, I never got it as a kid. But uh, I don't think it was ever. I mean, from since, from since, <laughs> since <laughs> the sense. time I started watching it, I, I it's just no matter what happens, he always comes back, right? And he always finds the perfect fucking scenario to like slaughter people and. I don't have you seen the most recent one? No, I haven't. Yeah. He comes back he comes back for his like his sister or something like that. Or yeah. his niece or uh, one of his family members he comes She's back. She's like for. ready for him and then they kill him, but it's like is yeah. he dead? Yeah. Yeah, shit like that. I mean, you know, how many times has he died? <laughs> right. So you you kill him and then all of a sudden he gets back up like halfway through the movie they kill him and then he gets right back up. And you know you have like an hour and a half left in the movie and he's still going on a rampage. Yeah. I've never been able to sit through that whole thing, but Yeah. Well, I don't know why, but you talking about that <clears throat> reminds me of a Halloween commercial for I don't know. What is it? Geico maybe? I don't know. I feel like I said that on the last one that we talked about, and it wasn't Geico. Which, uh, also, side note, I looked for that fucking Bigfoot commercial, and I could not find it anywhere. Still, wow. It pissed me off, dude. Like, you don't even know how fucking mad I was. (laughs) It should not be that hard to find a commercial on national television. It lives somewhere on YouTube. I couldn't fucking find it. Anyway. Yeah, it has to. It has to, yeah. You know that commercial where there's like, I don't know, four or five people, and they're like being chased by a murderer, and it's like, where should we hide? And then, obviously, the blonde's like, let's hide behind all the hanging chainsaws. And they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then the murderer is like standing there like, are you kidding me? Could you make this any easier? (laughs) One of the guys was like, we should just go inside the running car that's right there. Yeah. (laughs) And they all listen to the blonde chick. Of course. Of course. 
anyway, it's I like the commercial. I don't know. I just do. It's funny. I've seen it for like three years now, and I'm still like, this is a good commercial. So I, I wanted to ask you before we, uh, before we close this out, what was one of your scariest moments in your life that you can remember? Tell me a story. The time in Detroit I ate atomic chicken and I shit myself on the sidewalk and my friend did not believe me. <laughs> no. Um, okay, that's got to be the funniest story you've ever told. Yeah. Well, what about the scariest moment? Honestly, I'm going to get a little churchy here. You ready? I'm ready. I was a youth leader in Orlando, Florida. And I had the keys to the administration building slash youth room because it was like this U shape. So on the left side, if you're looking at it, was like church offices. And then there was a hallway with like bathrooms and like another closet or whatever. And then the right side of the U was like a couple other classrooms and then the youth room, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I would go, you know, after dark in Florida. So let's say eight or nine. And I would just go in there, turn on the music and pray. Like there's really no one else there. Yeah. But in order to do that, you had to Super enter. Super spiritual of you. <clears throat> Thank you. But in order to do that, you had to enter on, like, the left side, which was the office part, if you paid attention to my description earlier, mm-hmm. and then walk the entire length of the U to get to the youth room. And doing that at night in pitch black, even at a church place, mm-hmm. it's so quiet and so fucking creepy, dude. Like, there's something about churches when they're pitch black and super quiet. It's just some of the fucking scariest shit ever. And I don't know why. Yeah. I get that. That's the thing that came to mind. I'm sure there's something way worse or better, but. No, I, you know, I remember, you know, being at the church late at night and um, having to close it down having to close down the church and and I was at a very very large church huge. my last church huge look at these hands they're huge um it was the best church a, you've ever seen we had a um no one will ever build the, one bigger <laughs> <laughs> we had a um, a lockdown checklist that we had to do yeah so you had to start all the way up at the top where the youth sanctuary was. Started from upstairs. the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> yeah, you had to go all the way up to the top, uh, to the third floor where the youth sanctuary was. You had to make sure that door was locked. You had a door off of that. Uh, well, once you leave the, the youth sanctuary, you're in the gym. But there's two doors. You had to make sure that... Ooh, were the, they super far apart? so far apart oh my god creepy so you had to make sure that the youth office was locked and then the door 
the door right off of the youth sanctuary went down to the basement. Oh, hell no. That's where the demons be, bro. Yeah, so it was rough. (laughs) Take your oil. (laughs) You had to go all the way down to the basement. So the first landing actually, even though it was the third floor, the first landing actually took you down to the outside door. You had to make sure that was locked. And then from the outside door, you know, you pass that, you go down to the basement. You had to make sure that was locked. And then you had to check underneath the stairs because some of the kids used to go down beneath the stairs to to freak a little bit, you know, and make sure nobody was down there. And then you go back up the stairs, turn off the lights, go back to the gym, check the bathroom. Then you had to lock the doors to the gym. And then you go down that that set of, well, <laughs> actually, it was actually four flights. So there was actually a gate. Once you locked the, the gym door, there was a gate that actually took you to a fourth floor, which we used to call the Eagle's Nest. It's just a small office where, again, people used to freak. But um, you had to make sure that that, that door was closed and locked. And then the gate was locked behind it. Then you go down the stairs from there. You're on the second level. You're talking about gates and floors and dude, freaking and dungeons. There was, I'm telling you, dude, metal gates, locked doors, everything. Then you went down to the second floor and you had to go all the way. There were several doors on that second floor that you had to go through. And and just multiple sanctuaries and offices everywhere. You had to make sure all of those were locked. You go down this long-ass hallway to get down to this secondary um, sanctuary. <laughs> Which by now you're praying had, harder than you've ever prayed in your life. Dude, and a lot of times these, <laughs> these are like these hallways were dark. And then you had multiple lights to turn them on, and sometimes those lights weren't working. They would flicker and stuff like that. Walking down this long hallway, it would flicker. <laughs> Super scary. <laughs> the worst thing you, the worst thing that would happen was, you would go down the that long hallway, checking every door, and one of the doors is unlocked, and it's like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lights are off. You got to go through the door. Turn on the lights. Hey, anyone here? Well, then, and then some. So, in this long hallway, let's just say it was like five different classrooms or offices. You know, at least three of them possessed with some kind of demon that was called out on Sunday. Seriously, dude. Some of these doors, some of these offices actually had doors going into other offices. You had to make sure that all those doors were locked, too. Fuck that. <laughs> I'd be like, Jesus, you created everything in six days. You can lock that Seriously. door. You can lock that one. I got the other yeah, five. I'm telling you, dude, it's so creepy. It was so creepy. And then you you go through all those, and then you get down to the main to that to that secondary sanctuary, and um, there's a door that led to the street from that sanctuary. And at this point, so you have to running go. To. <laughs> dude, you, you had to make sure that they were all locked. Everything was locked. Dude, it's super fucking scary. Walking it through is, that building, isn't it? 
Dude, it's just like way it's too church many doors. Building. Too many doors, too many gates, man. It's just stupid, dude. Just stupid. Why is that? Because, so you and me have said it, but listen, I've talked to... In my day, I've talked to plenty of people that were in ministry. But seriously, I have. And, like, it's a thing. Church buildings at night are one of the scariest fucking things on earth. They really are. And you wouldn't think that. Nope, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. It's just making sure you lock down the fucking building, setting the alarm. Like the, the greatest feeling of relief is when you get to the last door and you lock it behind yourself and you close it down. And you're outside. And you're outside. It's like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I actually worship God in this building. It's so <laughs> fucking terrorizing. Yeah, dude, I get it. But I got one for you that I told a buddy of mine. Um, I was growing up. I was probably I was a teenager. I can't remember what age I was. But um, I went to bed, and it's late at night, super late at night, and I'm laying there. As a kid, I had a problem with uh, bruxism. That's the technical term for it, but it's uh, teeth grinding. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. And, and they say that teeth grinding is a result of suppressed anger and suppressed emotions. So I had a lot of suppressed emotions as a kid and just didn't know why. But anyway, I, uh, I used to grind my teeth a lot growing up. And, and even into adulthood, I actually ended up getting fitted for a bite guard. Because I was grinding my teeth so much. I was grinding my teeth way too much. Anyway, I had a lot of suppressed emotions. And um, I don't know, I had some open doors somewhere. I don't know, whatever it was. But I remember one night, I'm laying in bed, almost asleep. or I, I was asleep. I wake up in the middle of the night, and I see... A demon. I literally saw a demon with my eyes at the edge of my bed. And he kind of looked like Sonic the Hedgehog, but was all black. You know the figure of Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. From the 90s. A lot of hair, <clears throat> pointy hair, all the way back. And um, it's at the edge of my bed, and it's all black. And it's got these like reddish, orangish eyes. And it's like peeking over the edge of my bed. And um, it's like it's got its hands on my bed and it's kind of like ducking down and up, looking at me, down and up, down and up, looking at me. And um, I remember, I remember seeing it and being scared out of my fucking mind. And uh, I, I, I can't, I can't even like describe the the fucking fear as a teenager looking at this. And um, it, it's peering up and down, looking at me, looking at me, looking at me, staring like crazy. And um, 
I try to hide under the covers and it's not enough. And I feel it like approaching me and I'm terrified. And I'm like, the only thing that I could say was the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what I was taught, you know, as a kid. Plead the blood. Plead the blood of Jesus, man. So I'm like, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And then um, as I'm trying to plead the blood, all of a sudden I'm starting to be choked. And it's like the blood. The, the only thing I can say is the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. And then I heard this voice. And it was just like the blood of who? It's like the blood of who? And then all of a sudden I just fucking shook out of it. I turned on the lights and nothing was there. Fucked me up, bro. <laughs> fucked me up all the way, I mean, man. Yeah. I was I was so fucked up after that, dude. I was like, oh shit. That's creepy, dude. This shit is real. This shit is real. But then sometime after that, I don't know what time it was after that, I, I did a lot of praying and a lot of shit, you know, after that. And um after that my next memory was um laying in bed and I saw an angel I saw an angel that was so tall that I could only see um, his lower half up to his torso and he was and the the top part of him was out of the ceiling it was in the middle of the night again middle of the night I saw this angel, he had a staff, and he had robes on, and um, and all the way up to like his, his, I think I saw all the way up to like his chest, and then the rest of his body was out of the room. I remember waking up in the middle of the night and seeing that, and seeing a bright light around him, and, um, and that was like, it, it was shortly after the demon experience, and it was just like, all right, you're protected, you're okay, you're good. I saw that one time, and um, I had some more night terrors after that, but I never saw a demon again in my bedroom after that. Yeah. After that experience with the angel. And it just kind of like eventually washed that fear away because I felt like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm God's kid and I'm protected. And that was after a lot of praying and a lot of fasting and a lot of shit. But, yeah, man, that fucking demon experience at the edge of the bed was probably my scariest, one of my scariest uh, things. Fucked me up for a while. I can only imagine. But, dude, I, I, I've had so many experiences where it was like I was, like, I, I can remember uh, being in bed and and fucking being choked in the middle of the night. Yeah. And then just, like, waking up, like, halfway out of my bed with the covers disheveled and 
just like fucking scary. Turning on the lights and like the bed is a mess and I'm on the edge of the bed like damn near passing out. Like somebody was choking me. The whole house is asleep. This is this is in the middle of the fucking night. And I'm being choked. You know, stuff like that. Like or 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 night terrors where I've uh, where I've been uh what do they call it? They call it sleep paralysis. That's the technical term for it. Sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Or it's like I'm seeing shit and can't move. And probably most fucking crazy people will say, you know, it's like an alien abduction type of shit. I don't think that's what it was, obviously. But at times where I've, I've had sleep paralysis where I couldn't move at all, but my eyes are open and I'm seeing what's fucking going on. And it's a bunch of spiritual activity, and I'm just fucked up. I can't, I can't move. I can't. I can barely breathe. I can't talk. And I'm watching this this shit just play out in my bedroom in the middle of the night with my eyes wide open. Stuff like that. Like there, it it goes way beyond a fucking scary movie or something like that. But just spiritual shit, you know, spiritual warfare, if you want to call it that, and you call it whatever you want. Demonic activity, where shit has just scared me to, till I was blue, out of this world, and um, couldn't do anything about it. And try to plead the blood of Jesus, or try to say Jesus, or whatever, and just, you know, nothing actually discernible, actually coming out of my mouth. But I'm thinking it and I'm trying my best to say it just so I can get relief and get out of the the sleep paralysis that I'm in. Shit's just unexplainable. Can't figure it out. Can't explain it away. Yeah. But stuff that happened. You know. Some weird shit, man. Oh, yeah. I remember being in... uh school in Florida and it was a it's kind of like a master's commission if in if you're familiar with that not really um but you you basically you know you go and you're a servant to this church and you're also taught by leaders and you know you can get credits for you know, college and you got Bible study going on, but at the same time, you're actually like doing ministry. So you're a youth leader, you're on the worship team or you're serving here and there and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and we, you know, the guys all lived in apartments separate from the girls and blah, blah, blah. And dude, there was this one kid who like, now I know was like on drugs, but at the time it was kind of like, what's going on with this guy? You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, some spiritual shit was going on, dude. Like there's no other way to explain it. And I had this dream where like, I knew it was this kid or this guy, like this young man, but he was like a skeleton And he got out of his bed and was walking to this, like, open window. 
and just jumped out and then like crumbled and it was like so freaking weird you know and real did it seem real oh yeah one of those like dreams that it like you wake up and you're like breathing heavy and you're like what the fuck you know yeah and then a couple days later he gets kicked out for like doing drugs and you know there's some other stuff which I'm not going to air his laundry and I haven't said any names so it doesn't matter anyway but it was just like what was the connection there with that dream you know Mm -hmm. because the distinct part that I remember was me like seeing him walk to the window in this dream and just like belly crying screaming I should say like no you know like come back like just the weirdest shit dude you know what i'm saying and it's like what do you do with that (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it's it's spiritual and it's weird and then in the natural things happen and i don't know man you can't tell me that like spirit realm is not a thing. You know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. I remember. Uh, I remember this one time we were leaving church, a church service, and we were all about to go to. It was a bunch of us. We we're about to go to um, Coney Island to eat after church, and um, my cousin was in one car. I was in one car. I was in my car driving down. We're driving southbound on Gratiot. My cousin's in another car, and one of our best friends was in another car. And we're driving by. We're we're crossing Frazo Road off of Gratiot, and the light's about to turn. And I remember seeing like this same type of demon that I saw as a kid run across the road. Super weird. Run across the road, looked like a big old bushy hedgehog. It wasn't a dog. I swear on my life, it was not a dog. It was a fucking demon. The same fucking demon that I saw before. It was completely bushy, hair like a hedgehog, pointed back, super bushy, looked like the size of a, uh, uh, like a chow chow, but bigger, a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Full of hair, all the way back, completely black, and it, it looked like a literal shadow running across the road. It didn't look like a, a black dog. It looked like a shadow. Like you could almost like see through silhouette. it. It was like a silhouette. Run across the road. I saw it. And as I'm going through the light. I'm like son of a bitch. Like I, I remember thinking to myself. Like ain't that some shit. What the fuck is that. <laughs> we get to the restaurant. We sit there. We order drinks. We're about to order food. And my cousin was like, so, um, 
while we were driving here. Did you guys see that demon? Like, literally, that's what he said. He was like, did you all see that demon? And I was like, holy fuck. I swear to God I saw it. Run across the road at that particular intersection at that time. And then our boy was like, yeah, I saw it too, man. That's fucked up. Like, all three of us saw it. Three different cars. Driving down the road. All three of us saw it. And all three of us said it was a demon, not a dog. That was the that was the consensus that it was a fucking demon. You can damn near see through it. It was like a fucking silhouette. It wasn't a fucking animal. It wasn't. It ran across so fast. And it was it was not like it was running on four legs. It 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 did. It ran in on four legs, but it was like it didn't need to run on four legs. It was like it was bipedal that was just running across on four legs like it didn't have four legs it had two legs and two arms and was going it, it was weird just the whole gait of it. it it was so fucking weird it freaked us all out and my cousin was the first one to say it because uh, everybody was just sitting there quiet we ordered drinks we we're just sitting there quiet and then my cousin piped up and was like so, did you guys see that? Middle of the night. Fucking weird, dude. Super weird. It is, because... It... <clears throat> three, three different people saw the same thing. Like, we started describing it, and it was like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yep, that's what I saw. Yep, and this, and yep, and that's what I saw. And yep, and this, and yep, that's what I saw. We all saw the same fucking thing. Well, and then it's like, why did you see it? Why did you yeah. see it and why did other people see it? What was the purpose uh, of that? Who knows? Who fucking knows? But we all saw it and we all had the same consensus or the same feeling that that was a demon, not a animal that was actually running across the road. Yeah. And I can't explain that shit, dude. I, and, and you know what? And, and maybe some psychologist or somebody listening will say, well, yeah, what you actually saw was this. Fine. You, you can say whatever you want to say. But the second I saw, the second it came across my eyes, I was like, holy shit, that's a demon. That's spiritual. That's not physical. That was completely spiritual. And, um, and they all said the same thing. Yeah. They all, everybody had the same feeling. So, I mean, listen, dude, I, we're from Detroit. I'm from Detroit. My cousin, our homeboy, we're all from Detroit. And we all said the same thing. We didn't see dogs. I know every dog that's ever lived in the fucking city of Detroit. It, you can't show me a, a, a dog that's like a new breed. There is no new <laughs> breed. There is no breed of dog that matches the description that we saw. So. It's creepy, it's man. It's weird, man. It's weird. Creepy. It's creepy, dude. Happy fucking Halloween, dude. We've seen some shit. Yeah. And that's only, I mean, I've got more stories. 
Yeah. It's just the spiritual realm. That's why I, I'm pretty sure I've said on here on this podcast before, like you can't, you can't persuade me that there is not a spiritual realm that exists outside of the physical that somehow interacts with the physical. And we only see it a few times or are aware of it a few times. And depending on you, <coughs> excuse me, depending on who you are, you could argue like, Oh, I'm in tune with it. Or, you know, I'm not in tune with it, but like, dude, for me personally, you cannot persuade me or hold a gun to my head and make me say that it does not exist because it definitely <laughs> exists. Indeed it does. And I guess to to answer your question, I've had things happen to me that I cannot explain that scare the shit out of me, dude. Yeah. Even as a Christ follower and pleading the blood. And I've heard other people's stories and I believe them, you know? It's... Yeah. But then the crazy thing is, like, oh, I can't remember his freaking name right now. It's going to bother the hell out of me. But this one uh, evangelist who, um, oh, my God, what is his name? That's going to uh, kill me tonight. name doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, name doesn't matter. But <clears throat> actually, when I say this, you might know him. So apparently one night he's sleeping and this presence, demon, whatever, comes into his room and uh, starts talking and he wakes up and he's like, who's talking to me? You know, and yeah. it responds and then he says, oh, it's just you I'm going back to bed. But it was this demon that was sent to like scare the shit out of him because he was doing God's work or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like stuff like that you hear is just a story and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Some demon comes in your room and he's supposed to scare you. And you're so godly that you're just like, Oh, I'm not concerned with you. I'm going back to bed. I totally get that perspective. But on the flip side, having gone through a few certain things that I haven't talked about on this podcast so you can judge me how you will but like i could totally see that being a thing you know what i'm saying for sure and i do not deny any of it <laughs> and it's the craziest yeah. scariest and yet not scariest thing ever you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you know you're talking about that i i'm reminded of uh this girl I used to date uh, straight out of high school, a long time ago. <laughs> I've been out of high school for over 20 years. So Wigglesworth? Um, Is that his name? <laughs> Shut up. I'm still trying to think so, of his name. So the guy's dead now. He, he was a bishop. <clears throat> he, was a, he was a bishop in, the, uh, in this church. Anyway, he... Uh, <sighs> So he was being prompted. It's just weird shit. 
he <laughs> since we're talking about weird shit, this is weird. Hey man, it's Halloween. He's, he's being prompted. He he he's being prompted to pray for this couple or this person, whatever. But it was nighttime and he was in bed and he didn't want to get up. And um so he's being prompted, he's ignoring it, he's ignoring the voice of God. And God's like, You need to get up and you need to pray for this person. <laughs> and and he wouldn't do it. He's like, uh, I'm in bed with my wife, we're sleeping, like I'm not getting up. He's getting the prompt to get up all night long. Middle of the night, like three o'clock in the morning, he gets prompted again the last time. He doesn't get up. Then all of a sudden, his bed fills with sand. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. No <clears throat> shit, dude. I believe him, dude. He, he fucking says, all of a sudden, my bed fills with sand. And I'm irritated. All of a sudden, I wake up. My wife wakes up. And she's like, what in the world is going on? And he's like, God's been wrestling with me for hours to get up and pray. And I didn't want to get up and pray. Now I have to. <laughs> he got up and started praying. And um, long story short, like somebody was like about to die. They were about to do something to kill themselves. themselves, And they got up and prayed and. Uh, his wife ended up getting up and praying with him. And then like the next morning, uh, they get a, a phone call from the guy, uh, from the person that was about to kill himself. And um, I think this is the way the story goes. Uh, the, the, the person calls them in the morning um, just distraught because they had been struggling with killing themselves all night. And at the point where they were about to do it, is um, the point where this uh, bishop actually got up and started praying. And uh, and he, it, the time just kind of like, co you know, it coincided with each other. The time where he actually woke up, got out of bed because of the sand and started praying is the time where the torment stopped for the other person, where they didn't kill themselves. Like they were building up to three o'clock in the morning. They said, okay, I'm not going to do this. And the torment stopped. And that's the time where the guy actually got up and started praying. Weird shit like that. Like, how do you, <laughs> you know, is it a coincidence? It is weird because you think of like, what was the importance of that? So this one guy wouldn't kill himself or girl or whoever. But then like, I mean, you think, cause when you hear that story, you're like, Oh, the power of prayer. And you have this like, yeah, that's awesome. But then when bad shit happens and you're looking for the power of prayer and then nothing happens, it's like, what was that story for? Why did God choose yeah. Yeah. to fill this dude's bed with sand because he wouldn't fucking pray? 
so that he actually got up and prayed so this one dude wouldn't kill himself and yet x y and z happened to me and none of my prayers got answered i don't know it's just it's weird you know who knows like that's creepy i know it's not like you know yeah freaking movie theater creepy but like that to me is a creepy shit that is creepy it's halloween you can't explain this shit i don't know there is no scriptural reference for something like that happening but at the same time you can't deny it no i mean it happened it's factual dude uh, bishop ch mason the founder of the church of god in christ the church that i grew up in he uh he's he started this denomination there are uh stories of him he uh he's dancing he's dancing in the spirit like david did albeit without taking off his clothes you know <laughs> <laughs> you remember the story of david as he was uh oh, as yeah. he recovered the recovered the ark of the covenant he's Ooh. dancing uh he's da- he's dancing as they're marching the Ark of the Covenant back into the city. And um, they recovered it from their enemies. I can't remember who stole it from them, whatever. But he's dancing and dancing and dancing so much that he dances out of his clothes. So Mason didn't do that. He didn't dance out of his clothes. But he's dancing on stage. And um, can you see me yet? You still can't see me, right? No. Oh, okay. never mind. I was just seeing if I'm charging. Oh. So, I'm still looking at your ceiling now for an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, well, I have half a charge. I'll let you see my beautiful face. Yeah. So, uh, so Mason is dancing, and he's got his eyes closed, and he ends up dancing off of the stage. And the stage is so high that... Had he fallen from it, he probably would have hurt himself, broke some legs or something, or maybe even died. The story goes that he danced several feet off of the stage and never fell. He never fell. Hmm. He was like in air, still dancing, and then danced his way back to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and then finish preaching. Stupid stuff like some that. Some weird shit, bro. <laughs> That's some weird shit, bro. That's some weird shit. This shit that happened. But uh, is that any more weird than Paul and Silas? Like in prison. And they start singing songs and worship to God. They start sending, singing songs and then the shackles fell off of their arms and legs. Yeah, like they were they were singing in worship, and then all of a sudden their shackles fell off. I mean, David the Lion's Den, Daniel. Yeah, sorry, Moses <laughs> parting the seas. I yeah, mean, Noah's Ark. Yeah, hell, Jesus dying as a human and coming yeah. back to life three days later. Yeah, burning bushes. Yeah. <laughs> and let's go to the ultimate God spoke and everything you see happened because of that 
it's yeah, still it, creepy and yeah. weird and unexplainable. It's so weird. It's so creepy. You're absolutely right. How do you how do you explain this shit? You can't. Like, can you, you imagine being it. Noah? Swallowed up in a whale? How fucking scared was his ass? Jonah. Man, I am fucking up all the references. <laughs> I need to go sleepy. Sleepy time. <laughs> sleepy sleepy time. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. And you know, Peter died on the cross for us all. Yep. <laughs> Joshua parted the Red Sea. <laughs> yeah, how about how about that though? Uh, Joshua, you know, marching around seven days, seven times for seven days. And on the seventh day, everybody shouts, blow their horns, and then the walls of Jericho fall. The walls. Like, come dude, on, dude. Think this, about that. This, this shit doesn't make sense, bro. It doesn't make sense. There's, there's a, a spiritual presence. Uh, Joshua is seeing the pre-incarnate Christ. And... Him putting why, why would he do this? <laughs> that was a wall falling, <laughs> the ducks flying by, <laughs> quacking, and the walls fall. Um, Jesus putting a, a, a sword to, to Joshua's throat like, whose side are you on? You know, um. The soldier Stuff. in the garden that lost his ear, Jesus put it back on. That's creepy, bro. Yeah, Peter cuts off the dude's ear and Jesus puts it back on. That's just creepy. Just like, like it never happened. Yeah. It's just, dude, it's just story after story after story that doesn't make any sense and there's no scientific reason for it, but we believe it and... And we don't have anything to explain it away. And we don't have anything to to make it make sense. And um And yet it just it just is what it is. We have our right? faith. We have our faith. We have our faith. It is what it is. So we gotta live with it, deal with it. I don't know. I the things that I've seen, I've seen. And I uh, believe me, I'm like you, dude. There's so many more stories that I can tell you. I, exorcisms. Oh yeah, I, I, dude. I I've seen so many of them that just make no sense at all. I I've seen 125 pound women like take down six different men. It's stupid. It makes no sense. Spiritual oppression, bro. It's a thing. It really is. And it's it really freaky is. and creepy and fucking weird. Yeah. But I can't deny it. I can't deny it either. Yeah. Shit I've seen with my own eyes, I cannot deny. Like, you want to talk about creepy it. shit that's real, that I witnessed and heard with other people Someone was getting prayed for, and there was something not right. <clears throat> and he looked up and he said, 
We are many. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? <laughs> I'm getting out of here, bro. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Well, it's it's like that's Jesus real, dude. Her. That happened. Put well, a gun in folks, my mouth and tell me to denounce that, and I cannot. It fucking yeah. happened, and it was he creepy then, many. and it gives me chills now. Sure, it's like Jesus with Legion, right? Yeah, that's why it was at so the, creepy. Yeah, at the coast of the Gadarenes. Yep, the dude was cutting himself with stones in a cave. Jesus comes up to him, says, what's your name? And he says, my name is Legion, because we are many. That's fucked up. Yeah. So then knowing that and then seeing that happen, I was like, oh, shit. I should probably get out of here, though. You got this, Pastor? I think you got this, though. I don't think you need me. So so I I like reading novels and, and... One of my favorite novelists is Frank Peretti. And he's got this, uh, he's got this novel. I cannot remember the the name of it. It's, it's behind me on my bookshelf somewhere. But it's, it's like super about the, the spiritual realm. And he writes about angels and demons and the influence on people. Um, and he like, oh God, he's so descriptive. He paints such a beautiful picture of the conflict between the angels and demons uh, through this book. I think it's called The Prophet. I think that's the name of The, the Prophet. And, and the guy actually is like a, a news reporter who doesn't know that he's a prophet at all. And you follow his story and a bunch of different people that he eventually comes in contact with and how this spiritual realm affects him and many other people like parents and children and these different spirits with these different names and and how they influence different people and he and breaks down all of their individual stories and then brings them together in this beautiful culmination of exorcism at the end of the at the end of the book it's fucking phenomenal it's such a good book i gotta read it again it's called the prophet and then he's got a a few other books as well i mean and these things are like three inches thick these books like huge (laughs) novels that's what she said But I'm I'm fascinated with it, dude. These these novels like blow out any fucking scary movie that you could ever sit down and 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 read or 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 look at. You know, yeah. You can sit down and watch a two hour movie, or you can read this book over three months, and you'll be so much more fascinated over the few months reading this book because it's so long, so good. That's what she said. Um. Frank Peretti. I, I don't think he's writing books anymore. But oh, I know Frank Peretti. Yeah? I forget which book I have of his, but yeah. Actually, why is that ringing a bell? Uh, uh, I found it. It's right behind me. Prophet. That's the name of the book. Prophet. Frank Peretti. Hmm. It's such a good book, dude. I think I'll read it again. 
Actually, speaking of books, I'm reading this one right now. I know we haven't talked about reading books in a while, but I'm reading this book called Before the Bible. Oh, uh, yeah, you told me about this. Oh, my God, it's such a good book, man. It breaks down the, the, uh, the similarities between Greek and Hebrew and how the Bible was written, you know, the, the Old Testament in Hebrew and, and the New Testament in Greek, and how we, we, we as Christians, we fail to understand the Bible because we, we try to make a, a distinction between the Greek and the Hebrew, not understanding the similarities of the culture, how they're so closely intertwined and interrelated. We miss, um, we miss the, the importance of, um, of the Bible and, and the history of the Bible, the history of the people that actually lived in the Bible time. We miss it, and therefore we, we are more susceptible to misinterpreting the Bible because we don't understand the culture. This book is fucking fascinating. The guy's name is Cyrus H. Gordon. Hmm. And, um, of course, that's a Greek name. Um, oh, God, this book is so fascinating, dude. He breaks down Egypt and, and Greece and all the Hebrew nations. Um, it, it's so good. I can't wait to get through it all. I'm not done with it yet, but I just started it a couple weeks ago. It is absolutely fascinating, dude. So Sounds interesting, anyway, yeah, for sure. Before I start nerding out about books, let me just say, if you don't read books, you ought, you ought to start reading some books. Start reading some old literature. Actually learn some shit. Because <laughs> Christianity, <laughs> Christianity is not just about the fucking Bible. You know? In the spirit you can read the Bible. of Nacho Libre. Go away. <laughs> Read some books. <laughs> yes. Read some books, man. I'm uh, telling you, dude. <laughs> Your life is a Christian. <laughs> Nacho Libre. Go away. <laughs> Read some books. <laughs> I forget about that movie. Yeah, so before you read another book, you got to watch Nacho Libre, Libre if you haven't seen it yet. But, um, yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, read some books. It will so enrich your religion, your Christianity. Read some books. I, so, so part of my studies for my, uh, my doctorate degree in religious education was reading this book called... <laughs> You're stupid. I'm just thinking of Nacho Libre quotes. Yeah. We had to read this book called Kingdom of the Cults. <clears throat> which is also on my shelf. On, I got three bookshelves in, in my office here full of books from school. Kingdom of the Cults. Uh, it'll catch my eye here in a second. There it is. It's right next to the prophet. <laughs> it's a humongous book. It's a, <laughs> a huge book. Huge. Kingdom of the Cults. 
and you and in this book this book is so huge but it goes over <laughs> <laughs> it goes over every single religion um in one book in one volume gives you the basics of every single religion at that time of when the uh, when the book was written god it's so fascinating to me dude i love religious education I love reading about all these different religions and all their fucking similarities and and reading this this book like like this one that I'm reading right now called Before the Bible um it'll make you question everything because damn near every single religion has an origin story of how the world began and how mankind stepped into the world. That's not evolution at all. It's just the beliefs of all these different cultures that date back thousands of years mm. and, and, and what they believe to be their gods and, and how things were created. And it's just so fascinating to see the similarities like there's a bunch of different religions out there that have a, a an origin story like Adam and Eve or like God speaking the world into existence. There's a bunch of different religions out there that have their own flood stories, you know, like uh, what's to do with the flood? Um, Noah. Noah, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say Joshua like you did. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's flood is in so many different religions, but obviously it's not Noah. And um, the Jonah and the great fish, like that story's in so many different religions. And they all have their different versions of it. Obviously, you know, not named Jonah. And all these different things, man, they're just so fascinating and how these stories just go you know, between these different religions, it'll fucking blow your mind, dude. It's so fascinating to me. Um, but, all right. We're almost a, an hour and 40 minutes into this Halloween conversation. <laughs> and all I can think about right now is... Ignacio Libre. Ignacio, where is your rope? <laughs> oh, it was stinky. <laughs> You're nerding about bucks, and I'm just like, uh, Did you I tell you I watched that. The Lord's Cheeps? <laughs> <laughs> I told you I watched that a few weeks ago with Max. <clears throat> yeah, me and Max were watching Nacho Libre. Yeah, I just had to watch it again because you had talked about it so much. What took you so long? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good movie. I dude. look like a fool out there. Jack Black is the man. <clears throat> Ignacio. <laughs> Ignacio. <laughs> oh, man. Such a good movie. All right. Let's wrap it up, bro. It's time yeah. to go night night. It is. Um, happy Halloween to you. You got some stories you want to share with us? We'd love to hear them. Uh, check us out at unchurchpodcast.show, and you can get our email, Instagram, and Twitter there as well at unchurchpod. And uh, we'd love to hear from you to keep the conversation going. We appreciate you listening. Your attention means the world to us, and your share and 
five-star rating would mean even more. Yeah. We love you a long time. So long, we love you. Peace.